0: Terror by
1: Radio's passengers of the Macabre. Stories of the supernatural, the supernormal, dramatized
0: by Fat Fan, the mystery, the unknown. We tell you this right, right, right. So if you wish to avoid the excitement and tension of these madmen, play, we urge you, our
2: brazen, sincerely, to turn off all the back to the horror, a little old-fashioned fear every Saturday at RelicRadio.com. This week we'll visit the Radio City Playhouse, a series that debuted over NBC stations in July of 1948. Aired until January of 1950, 65 episodes were produced. Our story today was written by Ray Bradbury. It's titled The Wind. This one aired October 30th, 1949. Transcribe.
3: From
0: Radio City, showplace of the nation, the National Broadcasting Company presents Radio City Playhouse, Attraction 58. (laughs) Gentlemen, here is the director of
1: Radio City Playhouse, Harry W. Junkin. Thank you, Fred. This afternoon, Radio City Playhouse is honored to present a story by Ray Bradbury, in our opinion, one of the most talented fiction writers on the American literary scene today. We welcome him to Radio City Playhouse, and we hope to present more of his brilliant work in the very near future. Our cast this week is small, but very much all-star. The leading roles of Herb Thompson and his wife, Jane, are played by Lyle Sudrell and Bryna Rayburn. Mr. Sudrell is heard on many leading network shows and is one of radio's most sought-after performers. Bryna Rayburn has appeared on Radio City Playhouse in many diversified roles, ranging from old women of 90 to Spanish girls of 16. In our opinion, her versatility is unequaled by any actress in the business. Here, then, is our show. Lyle Sudrell as Herb, Brina Rayburn as Jane, and James Monks as Alan. In Attraction 58 on Radio City Playhouse, Ray Bradbury's The Wind.
4: Yeah, Jane's getting dinner. Why? Oh. What's the matter, Alan? I, I wanted you to come over. We're having the starters start over for dinner at tonight. I'm sorry.
5: I-, I wanted you to spend the night.
4: Wh- when's
5: your wife going away?
4: That's next week. She'll be in Ohio for about 10 days. Her mother's sick. I'll come over then.
5: Did you wish you could
4: come over tonight? I'd like to, Alan, but the starters are coming. Jane, take a fit.
5: I wish
4: you could
1: come over. Yep. Is it the wind, Alan? Oh, no, no. Or is it the wind? Yeah. Yeah, it's the wind. Yeah. Alan,
4: it's a clear night. There's no wind. Yes, Tom. It comes in the
5: windows and blows the curtains a little. Just enough to tell me. Look,
4: Alan, why don't you jump in the car and drive over here? You can stay all night with us if you like. Oh, no, no. It's
5: too late for that. Her dinner's on the table. All right, honey.
4: What about it, Alan? No,
5: it's too late for that. It might catch me on the way over. It's a long way. Thanks,
4: is that. Oh, it's only 30 miles. You could drive it in an hour.
5: Thanks, sir. Alan, I've got to go.
4: Jane's got dinner on the table. You take a sleeping tablet or something. Get another chapter done on your book. You'll be all right. The
5: wind's coming tonight. It's coming for me tonight. Herb,
3: yes. your dinner's getting cold. All right, dear. Look, look. Alan, put no, no, yourself no,
4: together. No. You'll be all right. I've got to go now. Jane's got dinner ready. I saw one of the clouds, rip apart.
3: It's coming
5: for me tonight.
4: Look, Alan, I really have to say goodbye now. Call me back later if you like, okay? Alan? Not too much trouble? It's no trouble at all. Call me anything.
0: <laughs> Herb Thompson had a kind face. A big, kind, sunburned face. Jane said people imposed on him, and perhaps they did. At any rate, he had a great many friends, a great many good friends. He was, amongst other things, a farmer, a young farmer with a war record and a degree in agriculture, which paid off in a good farm, a good house, and a good car. On that evening, that memorable evening, the phone rang four times during dinner. They didn't answer it. Herb and Jane sat there frozen and let it ring. When Alan phoned for the fifth time, Jane's nerves snapped.
3: Oh, not again. What'll I do? Let it ring. Oh, but honey,
4: five times, this is the fifth time. Let it
3: ring. But if he's in trouble... He isn't in trouble. But he thinks he's in trouble. Jane, sometimes that's worse. He's just got to learn, that's all. Well, I... Why doesn't he stop it it's enough to drive us crazy, too? Jane, Alan's my best friend. Oh, I thing can't... This to... I just can't stand it. I can't stand it anymore. Stop it, stop
4: it, stop it. Jane, he's not well.
3: It's enough to drive anybody right out of their mind five times in half an hour. What's he trying to do, torture us? I just can't stand anymore. Honey,
4: don't get upset. He's all alone up there.
3: Look, I've been all alone here lots of times, and he's a lot better able to take care of himself than I am. Well,
4: I feel like a heel.
3: Look, he's just got to learn, Her. He's got to learn that he can't lean on you for the rest of his life. But, Jane... I I don't mean to sound heartless. Heaven knows I'm fond of Alan, too, but he's just got to learn, that's all. He's either got to make an adjustment of some sort or... He's got to go somewhere and have treatment.
4: I know, I know you're perfectly right, but somehow the guy gets me. Jane, he's such a... A sweet guy. He's been all over the world and mixed with all kinds of people, and he's still as clean living as...
3: I'm just so darn sorry for him. I'm sorry, too, Herb, but a man who spent the last year running away from the wind is... Well, it gets a little tired. Sometimes. I know it does. We can't drive 30 miles to Alan Henderson's every time he gets one of his attacks.
4: I know we can't.
3: Would, would you like some more coffee?
1: All right. Thanks.
3: If it's cold, I'll warm it up. No, no, it's fine. Oh, heaven's All kidding. right,
5: I'll answer. Hello, Alan. Herb, I've been calling and
4: calling half a dozen times. I know.
5: Jane, wouldn't let you answer, is that it?
4: Yeah. Herb,
5: I wish you'd come out. The wind's gonna get me tonight.
4: Look, Alan, let me call you back. Now, don't call me back. I'll call you. We had people coming in tonight, but I'll see if Jane would mind.
3: They would find. The whole thing's absolutely ridiculous. Him and his winds that blow up and winds that blow down. I
4: know, Jane, but he's got such an imagination, you know, writing and everything.
3: I have absolutely no sympathy for a man who continually runs into windstorms and hurricanes and then gets a persecution complex about it. You've
4: got to admit that was some experience he had in the Himalayas during
3: the war. Lots of people had bad experiences during the war. You don't believe what he said about that valley, do you?
1: Well, it makes a good story.
3: You believe it. You want to go out there, don't you? You want to go out and get into the car and drive 30 miles because Alan Henderson thinks the wind is after him. Jane,
4: he's my best friend.
3: He crashed in the Himalayas, and just because it was raining and hailing and blowing all at the same time...
4: He was nearly killed. But the
3: wind didn't have anything to do with it.
4: Well, just the same, he's been through a lot. That storm in Bombay, the hurricane in the South Pacific only two months
3: later. He should go to a psychiatrist. Oh. You've been out there five nights in the last two weeks sleep with him. If he doesn't like to stay alone in that big old house, why doesn't he get himself a servant? He can afford oh, it. Oh,
4: now, Jane, wait a minute. We've been friends ever since we were kids. I do wish you'd be a little more sympathetic.
3: How can I be sympathetic with a man who thinks the wind is mad at him? Now, I ask you. Sympathy is all very well, but when you have to go and spend five nights with a man because the wind's mad at him, I, I think it's about time he saw. I
4: know. I know. You're right. Oh,
3: honestly. Wait a minute, sir. Hello? Jane, it's Herb there, please. He's busy, Alan.
5: What is it? I... I stood in the open door and waited for it. I saw it coming down the highway, shaking all the trees one by one, until it shook the trees just outside the house. Oh, and it God. dived down toward the door, and then I clamped the door in its face. Hello? Hello? <coughs> crazy. Absolutely
3: crazy. Give it a shiver. There isn't a speck of wind here, and he says it. Look, you can see there isn't even a breath of wind here. Yeah, I mean, he's 30 miles away. There couldn't possibly be a serious storm at Allen's, not when it's like this here. what did he say? He watched it come down the road, and he slammed the door in its face. Oh, the thing started to give me the creep.
4: Jane, I think I'd better go out. I can be back in a couple of hours. No. But he's not well. He's not well he at all. Then let him get a doctor.
3: I can't just sit here all evening when he's suffering. The starters can come another night. No, now, look here, Herb. We put the starters off twice. Eileen started my best friend, and I'm just not going to tell them you've gone out to Allen's again tonight. You did that twice before. she thinks. Well, I, I don't, don't care what she thinks. Well, don't you think I'm entitled to a little consideration? I've never complained before, but... Well, five nights and two weeks is just a bit too thick. Well,
4: there's no need to shout about it.
3: Well, what do you expect me to do when you run around the countryside playing what night to a... a oh, James. Well, he is. He's crazy. <laughs> oh, no. No,
4: he can't help it, James.
3: If you answer that phone, i Let it ring. Honestly, it's enough to drive a person crazy. Will you stop it? Will you just stop phoning and shut up? Will you just go to bed and leave us alone? Will you just go? What's the matter with you? Oh, Eileen, I'm sorry. Are you all right? Yes, yes, I'm all right. We're having another siege of Alan Henderson, and I... I thought it was him. He's... He's phoned seven or eight times in the last half hour. I'm getting good and mad. What's the matter with him? I'll, I'll tell you when you get here. You are coming, aren't you? Yeah, well, down here it looks like a storm coming up, and we thought we'd come early just in case, just so we wouldn't get caught halfway between our place and yours in the closet. Did you say it? Oh, yes, I mean. You'll come any time. Earlier the better. Oh, Daddy says it may blow over, but I thought you wouldn't mind if we came early. Oh, that'll be fine, I mean. Hi. Oh, come on, her help me with the dishes. Eileen and Stoddy are coming early. What'd she say
4: when you said that will be fine? Oh,
3: just that they wanted to come early. Did she say anything about the weather around their place? Oh, why should she? They're only five miles away. The weather there is just the same as it is here. Jane.
4: All right, let's get the dishes done. Oh, dear. Nine o'clock. I thought they were
3: coming early. They'll probably be here any minute. Well, if they phone to say they're coming early, why don't they come early? Well, Eileen has to put the kids to bed. Yeah. Susan's so getting teeth. Herb. Yeah? I didn't mean to be so sharp about Alan. Oh, sorry. I just feel so strongly that if you give in to him anymore, it, it would be a mistake. Forget it. You can humor Alan's type of mind only so far, then being kind is the very worst thing you could do.
4: I'm not going, so let's skip it.
3: I I just wanted you to know I'm sorry. All right,
4: all right. Now I know.
3: Oh, that's probably Eileen to say they're just leaving. Well, if they
4: haven't left yet, they won't be here for half an hour. We'll answer it.
3: All right. Hello? James, let me talk to Herb.
1: Quickly, please. Herb. Yeah?
3: you. Alan? Alan.
1: Hello? Herb, this is the night, all right. Follow around
5: the house.
4: I'm I'm glad to hear you're feeling better.
1: I'm not better.
4: What's the matter? Is Jane listening? Yes. Look, sir, it's all around the house now.
5: Like a great big vacuum cleaner that hasn't been turned on. In a minute, it'll start sucking. What? Sucking at the house and at the trees. Drawing everything up into its inside.
4: There's no wind here, Alan. Why don't you come over here? If I so much as stuck my nose outside the door, I'd be a I, I've got to go now, Herb. I think it's going to start. Yeah, well, call me back if you get too upset. All
5: right, all right, Irv. I've got to go
4: now. Yeah. Yeah. Hello? <coughs> Alan? Um. Young up. He says the wind's reading his book. Turning the pages one by one. Getting ready to... Suck him up into its insides.
3: Herb, don't you see that... I'm going out
4: there, Jane. I'm sorry. Herb,
3: be reasonable. There's not a breath of wind here. Now I ask you, let's be reasonable. Do you really think Alan could be in any physical danger when he lives in a great big stone house less than 30 miles away? I
4: think think he's suffering. That's all I know. It's mental, but he's suffering.
3: It would take a cyclone to actually injure somebody in a house as solid as Alan's. Isn't that logical? It
4: isn't a question of logic. But you
3: can't go rushing out there every time he feels depressed or thinks the wind's mad at him or something. I think it's a trick. He's lonely. He
4: didn't sound lonely on the phone, Jane. He
3: sounded sick, frightened and sick. Was he sober? You know he's
4: never taken a drink in his
3: life. Do you think this is the way to help him, giving in to him all the time? Well, Jane... Do you think this will cure him? If you drop everything and run every time he asks, you two, you'll get worse and worse. He's just got to learn that it's all mental. He's got to stand on his own two feet and be a man it's about not it. Easy. Lots of people have troubles. I have troubles. We all have troubles. The only way we get strong enough to solve problems is to face them. Okay,
4: Jane, I won't go.
3: But let's not talk about it anymore.
4: Oh, I wonder what's keeping the Stoddard. <laughs>
3: and it's half past nine. Arlene said they were coming early.
4: Yeah. I'm having a drink.
3: Shall I phone again? You just
4: phoned a minute ago. Mary Jane said they'd left.
3: They must have had a flight or something, or else... Or else what? Nothing. Or else what?
4: What were you going to say?
3: Maybe they stopped somewhere, dropped in on somebody.
4: Oh. Uh, you want a drink?
3: No. course, if you intend to get tight. Well,
4: since when does one drink constitute getting tight?
3: That isn't a drink. That's a tidal wave. Well, I need it. Well, there's nothing we can do but wait.
4: I could have gone out to Alan. Can't we
3: please stop talking about Alan? All right.
4: All right, all right. Let's let's talk about life. hmm? Let's talk about the billion other people on Earth who live their lives and are lonely. Even married people are lonely, you know, Jane. Sometimes when you're in a person's arms, you feel a million miles away from
3: them. Thank you very much.
4: I didn't mean it like that. I meant that we live our lives and other people live entirely different ones.
3: That's a profound statement. We don't even think about
4: how other people live or think or die. We just wait till death comes to us. What I really mean is that you and I are sitting here on our self-assured butt bones waiting for the starters, while 30 miles away in a big old house completely alone and surrounded by night and God knows what, one of the Ferb. finest guys that ever lived Ferb. Well, he is. He's being tortured. He's suffering. I know he's suffering, Jane. I can feel that he's suffering.
3: I'm going out there. You can't. I, I won't rest. The starters are will serve him right. If you go out there tonight, I'll, I'll leave. You'll what? I will. He's been at this sort of thing for a year. Hone you up. Come over, he says. Every time he gets a sliver in his toe or a scratch on his wrist, he falls. Well, why
4: shouldn't he fall I'm his friend? Always
3: I... it's the wind that gave him a push and made him stub his toe on the dock. The wind blew a nail into his wrist. He never tells the truth. James. He never says he was stupid and clumsy and that he tripped on the dock and got a sliver in his toe. He never says he scraped his wrist on a nail because he's a lousy carpenter and that every time he gets up on the roof to nail down a shingle, he falls. James. Always it's the wind that blew him off. What nice do I skip the credit? James! Will you have Stop it, James! Stop it! He's crazy. You know he's crazy. I'm telling you, if you go out there tonight, I'm finished. I just can't stand any more of Alan Henderson and being chased by the wind.
4: That's the start. All right, I'll answer the door. You better get calmed down and forget what you said. We'll both forget it.
0: Through cigar smoke and more drinks, Herb Thompson saw the cards swim in front of his eyes. He played bridge mechanically. His mind was with Alan. The phone rang several times, but he didn't answer it because Jane looked at him and he remembered what she said. Once, he cocked his head and listened for the wind, but he didn't hear anything. When Jane looked at him, he straightened his head and discarded a jack of clubs. All he could think of was Alan, of their conversation three days ago when he sat on Alan's front steps and Alan told him about the wind. Hear that, Herb?
5: Mm Mm-hmm.
4: You know what that is? Well, yeah. Just a breeze, Alan, that's all. No, no.
5: It's a big cloud of vapors. Winds from all over the world. It's part of the wind that ripped the Celebes a year ago and tore up the coast of Africa that spring. It's part of all those storms I escaped. It's followed me from India, from the Himalayas, because it doesn't want any living human being to know what I know about it. It hates me. It hates me because I've written books about it, telling how to defeat it. Well, yeah, sure, Alan, I know. You don't believe me, do you? Well, sure I believe you. It's got 10,000 voices heard. The voices of people killed, people killed in typhoons, hurricanes, cyclones. It's a lot of spirits. A lot of dead
4: people. Look, Alan, what about a swim? Why don't we have a swim and then you drive back with me, have dinner and stay on? No, 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 I,
5: I... I don't want to swim because I, I... I don't want the wind to see me undressed.
0: Mm-hmm.
5: Alan, don't you think you ought to go into Los Angeles and have a doctor? The wind's a lot out. of dead people. It killed them and took their intellects and their spirits to give itself intelligence. All the millions and millions of people killed in past centuries, twisted and tortured and taken from continent to continent... In the bellies of monsoons and whirlwinds. Alan, please stop it. Stop thinking about the winds. Gets more intelligent each day takes more people's brains. It's taking mine, Herb. Any day now, it'll take me. Or oh, Alan, Herb. come on back for dinner. Wouldn't you like that? Any day now, it'll take me. wind's gonna get me, Herb. It's gonna get me.
4: Seven ring four,
5: please.
4: Just a moment. Hello, Hello Alan. Is everything all right? Where Jane made me take the receiver off the hook. We were playing bridge. I was dummy. I thought I'd see how you were. I've
5: been calling and calling. Him.
4: Yeah, I know. what's that I hear? That's the wind. You all right? The front wall of the house just blew
5: in. When the kitchen door gets I'm
4: heading for the cellar. I don't
5: think it'll be long.
1: What's that? That was the kitchen door. I gotta
3: go now. God bless you, huh? Yeah. Alan? Alan. Well, that was a charming evening. I'm sorry, Jane. First, the phone rings eight times in twenty minutes, and we take the receiver off the hook and you ignore everybody.
4: Jane. Yes. Jane, honey, we We're not only in love, we're pretty good friends, too. Let's forget everything we've said today. Let's forget everything you've said. I phoned Alan when I was dummy. He sounded pretty bad. I'm going out there now.
3: All right, Herbert. It's that the way you feel.
4: I'll get him to a sanitarium tomorrow, honey. I didn't know it was this bad.
3: Look, will you let me call him once? But James, Will you let me talk to him rationally and firmly just once? Then if he's still upset, you can go. All right. Number three. A 247 ring four, please. Just a moment. He said it had blown in all the front of the house.
4: I've never known him to be this bad before. I'll take him into Los Angeles in the
3: morning, honey. Hello, madam? Yes? Were you ringing 247 Ring 4? That's right. Is that Rockridge Farm? Mr. Allen Henderson, yes. At Rockridge Farm? That's right. I'm sorry, madam. The lines are down in that district. They've had some kind of freak hurricane. The lines are down from Rockridge to Nelson.
4: What is it, Jane?
1: What is it? It's...
3: He said the lines were down. That they'd had some sort of freak hurricane.
0: Herb Thompson ran for the door and rushed out into the night. Halfway to the garage, a sudden wind caught and whipped his coat flaps, disheveled his hair. He knew suddenly that Alan... Was dead. He thought he heard voices, millions of voices, and among them, Alan. Then the wind began to die away, mourning in the high trees, passing away going back out to the sea, to the Celebes, to the Ivory Coast, to Sumatra, to Cape Horn, to Cornwall, the Philippines,
5: fading, fading, fading.
0: You have just heard the wind. Traction 58 on Radio City Playhouse. Lyle Sudrow was Herb, Brian Rayburn was Jane. James Monks was Alan. Connie Lemke was Eileen. The music was composed and conducted by Dr. Roy Shield. The Wind is a short story by Ray Bradbury and was adapted for radio by Harry W. Junkin, who also directed the entire production.
1: This is Harry Junker again. Next week on Radio City Playhouse, a down to earth story about a man and woman who never completely understood each other. Malice Domestic. Next week, Attraction 59 on Radio City Playhouse. Good afternoon, everybody. A reminder of some of the programs to be heard on NBC and KFI tomorrow: Railroad Hour at 8:30 tomorrow evening; Light Up Time with Frank Sinatra and Dorothy Kirsten at 8; The Telephone Hour presents the world's great music at 9; and for diversified entertainment, it's Ethel Merman tomorrow night at 7:30. You're tuned for the stars on NBC.
2: There's more from the Radio City Playhouse, The Horror, and all of the other Relic Radio podcasts at relicradio.com. And if you're looking for more old-time radio, our shoutcast stream is up and running there as well. Lots to listen to there, all for free, thanks to your support. Visit donate.relicradio.com or click on one of the links on the website. This podcast is and has always been commercial-free, thanks to your support. Thanks to those who have helped out. Thanks for joining me today. I'll be back tomorrow with Strange Tales and next Saturday with another episode of The Horror.